Thanks for joining us for our first audio blog. This is Shannon. We're going to take a look at the blog from 9-13-19, a look inside of math instruction by design. When you think of curriculum, what comes to mind? For most of us, our thought is of the book that we use to teach for that particular subject. When a school district requests math training, they first always ask the, I always ask the question is, what is your district's curricular framework? Usually responses vary. They respond with the name of the district purchase book, like Math Expressions, Everyday Math, Eureka Math, the list, go on, the list goes on. However, we've talked about this before. The book isn't the curriculum. It's the resource to support the true curriculum, which is your standards. So what I really want to know when I'm asking about curriculum is what they design what design and structure they have for their district standards. Sometimes we find out that this isn't, and there is nothing in place in schools. The textbook is handed to teachers as if the curriculum is right there for everything they need to, to do to present to students. Think of it from this perspective. You're a first grade teacher that is now teaching fifth grade. You've been handed a math book and told, here you go, have fun. How do you feel? We know that math books aren't written for all students but are geared toward those students in the middle. So how do you know what to teach? Maybe you're a new teacher or just hired on. Whether you're just graduated from college or you're a seasoned teacher that has moved from another state that has a different set of standards, you get the book and are expected to dive right in. While textbooks might be a wealth of information and resources, they can also be a source of stress and pressure for many teachers. They get this lovely pacing guide that when followed exactly, which ensures that the textbook will be used in all the student work pages from cover to cover, and that informs us when the students for, informs us when our students, regardless of their prior knowledge or foundational skills, should have, quote-unquote, mastered the new skill, even though the pacing guide often is misinterpreted. If only it were that easy. If it were that easy, wouldn't we have tons of raising test scores? Instruction by design, not textbook. As we know, it's not that easy. There are many important components to consider as we look at different ways to implement curricular designs in schools. There are many curricular frameworks, like the one that I use, Backwards Design, Integrating Course Design, the five E's, Universal Design for Learning, etc. This summer, we worked with 11 elementaries in two different districts to purposely design their curriculum using the Instruction by Design framework. We call it Instruction by Design, but if you think of it backwards, for the first time in my career, I've been able to examine the instruction and design it specifically for the students I'm working with. This very, the same lesson can be taught in two complete different ways depending on the student's number sense and numeracy. Kids understand things differently based on where they are academically or even demographically in the schools, whether affluent or at risk. So instruction by design lets you take the gloves off, peel back the layers, and really take a look at the standard. It lets you do a deep dive into standards, see where students are falling, and then after some reflection, map the standards out in a way where you identify power standards, supporting standards, and light touch standards. When you initially start to work on in the instruction by design, all the standards seem to be really important. We know that students are going to be tested on these standards, so we have to figure out how to organize them. While we wish they were already prepared set of power standards you could pick from and just start teaching, this process is to be 
this process has to be complete with knowledge of your current group. So you can't just pick any standards. You have to know the kids that you're teaching. And even if you find the power standards, they might not be the first thing you start with. So how do you do this? Beginning the process. Instruction by design organizes standards into units of study. With two of our districts this summer, the program we worked with was Eureka Math, which doesn't have units. It has modules. Most curricular design frameworks that we designed had anywhere between eight and nine units that didn't necessarily follow the modules perfectly from the district purchase book or program. For our project, we used a lot of research-based pieces from Eureka Math, but we designed the curriculum for implementation based on what we knew about the students in these two districts we were working with, pulling from various modules to complete our units. We mapped out unit topics based on the standards that we were looking at and how we wanted to proceed. As we began to fill the units, we felt the best way to find the power standards was to go through the data. But then we realized that the data that was collected was a bit skewed. This led to the conclusion that the power standards we thought were important weren't all weren't all um, weren't actually the standards that were important. This was partly due to the assessment framework in the district that is more generalized. We saw general areas of weakness reflected in data, such as number sense or geometry, but we weren't able to exactly drill down to show us exactly what standard was causing the problem. The focus standard is similar in the chart that we used from the Common Core Mathematics Companion that came in particularly handy as a reference for our design process. I love it because it's simple, it's color-coded. A green box indicates the power standard, a blue square indicates a supporting standard, and a yellow circle with a light represents the standard with a light touch. Overall, it shows you the standards that might be tested in that grade or that represent the most important pieces that kids need to learn. The coherent map from Achieve the Core is another tool that we use that could be really helpful as you lay out the standards. In third grade, the teachers and I began to examine the document with a clean slate of expectations as far as what the power standards might be. Usually in third grade, we think the kids need to learn place value in addition and subtraction, but the document showed that multiplication and division actually make up a great deal of the year. We found that the only number sense standards in place value, addition, and subtraction were marked yellow, which told us that they were just light touch standards. However, we know the students in these districts and the past academic levels of our students, and we felt that these number sense standards were actually really important, even though they were indicated as light touch standards. As a result of those standards, we decided to, to that we would put a large, large priority for this in third grade. Many of the books in our math resources start third grade with multiplication and division instead of place value and addition and subtraction. Where you start in third where do you start in the third grade year depends on where the students are, not the table of contents. We proceeded to map out the standards to teach when within grade with within each grade level and the process definitely got messy. So we borrowed a more structured approach from another county in Michigan that uses quarterly promises. If you if you use trimesters then you would just call them tri- trimester promises. Each quarter is about 10 weeks long 
but how many of those days do we actually have for instruction? We excluded PD, professional development days, the first and last week of school. Let's be honest, how much instruction do we have in all of those days with testing days and field trips and really drill down how many days we have for math instruction to be outletted? With the number in mind, we had a better idea of what we were working with if we mapped out our standards and when to teach them. Once we had our quarterly promises identified, we had a roadmap for diving into other portions of instruction by design. For third grade, we wanted to use some of these light touch standards that we identified that came up within our unit one. We designed it around place value, addition, and subtraction, and then we were going to go into multiplication and division. The nice part about these units is that when you're designing them by standards, you are able to use your math resource or district purchase books and say which certain lessons or modules might fit into those standards, but you don't necessarily have to flip and go through the page of the book page by page. Instead, you're simply looking at how the standards we mapped out and how they might cluster together. With instruction by design, you have the freedom to teach addition and subtraction with measurement and you might combine those topics because your students do well with that. However, you might decide that combining measurement within this might confuse your students. And so you would just work on addition and subtraction and maybe move the measurement piece to later. What we learned from doing this process is that it was really freeing. As we mapped out and prioritized standards, as we started to look at them more carefully, talk to our colleagues and learn more about the standards themselves, we found out that the, the map changed. We used the Common Core Companion to make sure we really understood the standards and we used a ton of post-it notes around the room to make sure that we could easily switch things up as we began to think differently. There are a lot of books that have been written for understanding by design that you can read if you want to know more about the research behind this framework. But we wanted to show you that it, how it goes is really a process designing instruction from my, from my perspective is for teachers' perspectives as we implement something that is really sound. While we spent the summer working creating a curricular framework for two of our districts, I feel quite strongly that the one size does not fit all when it comes to curriculum. I couldn't take what we've spent the past four, five months working on and go into another district that is a different socioeconomic level and say that this would work for you. As much as I wish there was a magic button for curriculum that had a created ready-to-use framework that you could just download online that's cute and ready to go, the reality is that's not what it is. Curriculum is never complete and the instruction by design requires revisions. I once had a curriculum director say to me the curriculum was done, but it's never done. A curriculum is a living document that's always examined. It's changing to ever meet the students that are changing in the student body. We must take time to look at whether or not that it works and if we were able, how we were able to go about using it. We must ask ourselves reflective questions. Do the assessments directly tie to the priority standards that we've laid out in our quarterly promises? How did we perform on the summative and the interim assessment and our performance task and our students' reflection to make sure that we're implementing it properly? The whole design process has opened my eyes to a whole new level. For most of my 
consulting career, I've been focusing on teaching and the implementations of strategies, whether they're interventions or just in the general curriculum. However, if the curricular framework we're working with isn't suitable for students we're working with, we can't keep implementing the instructional strategy all day. We can't keep going through the textbook page by page. We need to start to look at that child and Look at the growth that we're looking for. It doesn't mean that we've raised student achievement. It doesn't mean that the child is going to get any better at what they're doing. We have to look at it differently. What's next? Step one in the process is developing our curricular framework is really understanding the instruction by design. Understanding it will be presented in the, it will be presented, the understanding it will present within units. As we map out the standards, we will correlate them to the units. You can design instruction for students you're working with. Next week, we'll talk about where we go from here. Where do you go after you've laid out the quarterly promises, after you've figured out your priority standards for the students in your school? What's the next step? We'll talk about some of the bumps in the road that we encountered and some of the stressors we faced as we started to get entering into this process.